0: And I just I turned to him and again thanking him. He was Anish. You have no idea, you know that that compliment and when you were able to share that gratitude with me, that day I was thinking of taking my own life, and I was like, I had and I was I had no idea. I never saw it on his face or anything else. And he was going. I didn't know that he was actually going through something else altogether. And on, on the backside of things. And, you know, here he was supporting me and teaching me language and culture and him sharing that with me really got me thinking, you know, the power of just being grateful and sharing gratitude because you never know how that's going to affect someone.
1: Welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds, and the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. I'm so happy you're here for this episode of the podcast. I'm welcoming Anesh Daya of On The Spot Language, In his business, he teaches international language learners through making Toronto their classroom. And the basis for his language training is to show gratitude and appreciation for others. I have to say, I was surprised when Anesh reached out to me and when I realized how gratitude is the foundation of his business, I knew I wanted to have him on the podcast. We spend some time also talking about the role of reconciliation and acknowledgement for our land and the history of Canada. What I love is that Anesh is willing to have these difficult conversations and explaining what Canada was built on and the true role of many of the founders of this country. It's really impressive to see someone addressing this in a language learning course. Finally, Anesh shares with us what he did when the pandemic hit. With borders closed and no international students coming to Toronto, his business took a hit immediately. I love how gratitude played a role in Anesh being able to continue his business during these challenging times. Before we get into this interesting and enlightening conversation with Anesh, there's something I wanted to share with you. For the past 10 years, I've been running a program called the 30-Day Whole Body Detox, If you were around the podcast last year, you would have heard me talking about it. And I wanted to share some new and exciting things that are happening with this program. Now, first, the question you're probably asking yourself is how are gratitude and gut health related? Well, I've done several webinars explaining the two being very connected. And if I can put it simply, when we take time to practice gratitude, it has a positive effect on so many of our bodily functions, including our digestion. Simply sitting down for a meal and pausing before eating can have a positive impact on our digestion. What you might not know about me is that I've been studying gut health and the microbiome for over a decade. And this year, I'm very excited to announce the upgrade to the 30-day whole body detox, and that is the 6-week gut reset. Perhaps you heard an episode earlier this year with my business partner, Kathy Skelcher and I, when we talked about going away and doing some planning for the upcoming year and the programs that we wanted to share. Working with Kathy has allowed me to expand this program in ways that I'd never thought of before. So not only will you be supported with your gut health and digestion, with menu plans, recipes, and ways to nourish your body over the six-week program, There will also be live yoga classes, live gratitude meditations with yours truly, and five different live workshops, as well as one-on-one and group coaching. If you're feeling like you're lacking vitality and energy, you're not getting the rest you need, and your digestion just doesn't feel great, I invite you to take a closer look to see if this program is right for you. You can check out all the details at sixweekgutreset.com. You can message me directly through that site, or if you find that the program aligns with where you are right now and you're looking for this kind of support, you can also register directly through the site. Our program starts on April 3rd, 2022. I would love to have you as a part of this incredible journey to really nourish your mind, body, and spirit, all while focusing on gut health for six weeks this spring. Okay, my friends, let's welcome Anesh Daya of On The Spot Language to the podcast. hello and welcome to the wake up with gratitude podcast. I'm your host Julie Boyer and today I'm welcoming Anish Daya. Hello my friend
0: Hello Julie thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor to be here on something that I just truly believe in and waking up with that attitude of gratitude and to be here with you Thank you so much
1: yeah I'm so glad you're here and I want to say thank you for reaching out you know, we were uh, connected many years ago, back when I lived in Ontario, and I think we've just been sort of following each other on social media, and you sent me a message and wanted to talk about gratitude. And I thought, this is really interesting because uh, Anna is just founder and CEO of On the Spot Language, and he says he's an, a language disruptor who's in unique outside-in programs equip English language learners with the communication and life tools needed to break down traditional learning barriers. And I was like, okay, I'm not sure how like a language program is connected to gratitude. And then he sent me some videos of your uh, students using uh, gratitude for language learning. I was like, this is so incredible. I am so excited to... Really learn and understand how you are using gratitude in this way. So, um, Anish is also a multilingual, multimedia specialist and tennis coach. Um, he really is all about um, equipping his students with real life skill set needed to talk to strangers, as I mentioned, which I'm sure we'll get into, taking risks and fully immersing themselves in the home community and culture. So, there's definitely a lot for us to talk about, which is so exciting but I love starting the podcast with a little bit of storytelling and you have a very powerful story about um, the time that you were in Taiwan. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, it's an honor to be here um, in your presence and my, my, my time when I think about it in Taiwan more than 20 years ago, you know, me trying to figure out who am I, who am I becoming and really immersing myself into a whole new language and culture and even just learning my from learning my numbers one to ten on the airplane that's all I knew to landing and someone turning turning to me and saying nali and I'm like huh it's like nali I go "Er," I just said the number two that's all I knew <laughs> and it's really from that moment that I realized that I need to learn language that's not just going to help me survive in this new country and culture, but thrive. And so through my experience in Taiwan and and having gotten out of my comfort zone and gotten to meet strangers and I met some really good friends and especially locals there and really connected with uh, a good Taiwanese friend who really helped set me up and, and get me going as far as introducing the culture and the language and um, we just became really good friends. And then the, the precipice of that relationship started when um, in a class together, I actually complimented him on his shoes. I said, I really like your shoes. You mind if I ask where you got them? Uh, like where did you buy them and you know and i said you know i just i was grateful just that he taught me some of these sentences to be able to use with him and other people for from complimenting and then Mm -hmm. and that was powerful but i wanted to say well you know what i'm how can i share and show him my my gratitude for his support and help throughout this this journey that I'm going through, and you know it's, it's I get a little bit emotional when I think about it because it was a time for me when I'm trying to discover and find myself and away from family and friends, and here was this guy supporting and and, and helping me, but me thanking him and sharing my gratitude. With him for his support and and how he helped me come into my own. Um, I didn't think much of it at the time. But then just before actually leaving Taiwan and my time there, where I ended up being on TV shows. (laughs) And I was in magazines and they actually called me Tai Ke, the foreigner who became Taiwanese. Oh, And I was actually featured in a top 10 list of most interesting things that happened in Taiwan. My life was featured at number seven and they had a camera crew following me around. And, and I just, I turned to him and again, thanking him. He was Anish, you have no idea, you know, that, that compliment and when you were able to share that gratitude with me that day, I was thinking of taking my own life. And, I was like, I had, and I was, I had no idea. I never saw it on his face or anything else. And he was going, I didn't know that he was actually going through something else altogether and on, on the backside of things. And, you know, here he was supporting me and teaching me language and culture and him sharing that with me really got me thinking, you know, the power of just being grateful and sharing gratitude because you never know, how that's going to affect someone, yeah because on his he said, "Oh, thanks, I appreciate that." Yeah. And I was like, but little did I know." he went home that day thinking, "Oh my goodness, I was going to take my life and um, and here I had been set up to have this amazing language learning journey, and he was part of that. yeah, and then here I am now, twelve years, well many years later, twelve years ago, I started my own program that actually has gratitude built into it.
1: I, oh my gosh. It's, it's so interesting to me the way that you approach language. And that I love what you said. It's like you, you learn the numbers, the basic things, but that didn't really get you very far. And it doesn't, I mean, I've traveled quite a bit myself. You know, I love learning new languages, but not as proficient as you, my friend. Um, How many languages do you speak?
0: Um, I would say confidently five, but overall seven.
1: Wow. That's fantastic. And the basis for all your language learning is really about that being able to show appreciation and gratitude for someone, which you're right. It, it just, there's a difference in a conversation where you're just trying to get by and, and just sort of answer and do your best to get by. But then the ability to actually express gratitude in another language, I think that's something really special. And it's not something I had thought of before. Uh, you and I spoke. So um, was there a specific time or incident where like, but, so you had this moment with this friend and then you came back to Canada right after that?
0: So I I actually, I I did come back. I traveled around Southeast Asia for a while and, mm. and actually learned the power of gratitude having now traveled to 30, 35, 33 countries and spreading that gratitude around the world um, as I had done in many countries in Southeast Asia. But then coming back to, to Canada, I, I, I almost had reverse culture shock
1: mm.
0: because I was actually coming from a culture that in Taiwan, that is actually a very appreciative and, and grateful people there. Um, and then coming back here, it was just, I was so used to like, you know, and uh, people won't be able to see this if they're watching it, but like, oh, you know, I would just turn around and say, oh, Thank you so much, man. I appreciate your time and Chanda was she me, and I was like, I would start nodding my head as an appreciation or bowing. Right. Yes. And they're like, Anish, what's wrong with your neck? What's wrong with your head? I'm like, Huh? I, I'm constantly just sharing my gratitude, just in the body language that I right. use, and people here thought like, What's what? What's wrong? Like, what's going on with your head? And and um, and it was just a, a different. I almost felt more connected to the people there than I had in technically my home country. Mm -hmm. Even though my parents are Indian born in South Africa, originally my grandparents from good province of Gujarat in India. So I like to call myself a global citizen. So came back to Canada, worked at a language school for several years and then realized these students who were learning the language couldn't actually functionally use it in real life. Mm -hmm. Like, I had in Taiwan.
1: Right, right.
0: And they literally came here as textbook studying. They went from the comforts of a classroom in their country to a, the comforts of a classroom here in Toronto. And like, why aren't they outside having human connection and meeting real people in real life situations? And then I started on the spot language.
1: And, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned this, like, coming back and having the culture shock, you know, I lived overseas for a couple of years myself. I definitely felt Mm -hmm. it. I lived in Switzerland, not quite the same. And, um, I spoke French there, so it wasn't too hard for me, but I, it is interesting to come back and to, you know, this lack of appreciation sometimes that we see. And I do think that over the past decade that things have changed. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I think that is new and newer and different that we are starting to do is to acknowledge the land that we live on here in Canada. And you and I had spoken about this before when we first connected and, you know, this, this appreciation for the land that we came from, the land that we have settled on. And you said, like you're a child of immigrants. I am, you know, my father immigrated. My mother was born here in what we call Canada. And now I live today. I live on Vancouver Island, which is, you know, the unceded territory of the um, Sunamu people. And I'm here as an uninvited guest. And I do have that sense of gratitude and that sense Mm -hmm. of respect for the land that I maybe didn't have when I also came back from my travels, which was now like 14, 15 years ago. So I feel that connection to you as well with that, that culture shock that you mentioned.
0: And I appreciate you mentioning that because part of our program, before we even start, and imagine a lot of these students... They they think blonde hair, blue eyes is, is is Canada. And here I am teaching about doing a, a land acknowledgement before mm-hmm. every class. And I'm like, what's going on here? Huh? And then part of this is our, our courses, like we said, we're immersing them in the culture, in the language, whatever Canadian culture is. But we we take them to different areas of the city and understand where, I mean, for thousands of years, you know, when you think about the the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nations, or the you know the, the Anishnabe language that you know they used to speak, and and connecting them with people um in the Indigenous communities here in Toronto as well, and giving them the real feeling, really get a good feeling of because our program is outside every day, we're yeah. meeting at different locations, <sighs> right? And so they really get a sense of the land and, and and where we are and you know why is the, the Humber River and how it you know flowed from here to there and the Don Valley and you know the Lake Ontario and just you know learning the the names and the history of some of the locations that we have in Toronto is, is such a, another way of connecting them, you know, uh, to Canada's rich and beautiful past, but also the not so rich and beautiful past of it as well. And I'll quickly tell one quick story of one of our meeting locations was meeting in front of the statue of Egerton Ryerson. And they just say, oh, you know, then part of the home, where would I find the statue of Egerton Ryerson? Is it around here? And they ask many people and then then they have to ask people, well, what's he best known for? And people say, oh, well, he's the founder of Ryerson University. He's a great guy. He started the first polytechnic um, university in all of Canada. And then, and then you'll get some other people answering, well, he's the f- one of the f- first people to start residential schools here and birth that in Canada and, and, and spread that across Canada." that are like, what? And, and there's a big sign outside the statue that the students have to take a picture with as well. That actually acknowledges what he had done with the residential schools. And so there's so much that they're learning, not just from me, but the people of the city. And sometimes I feel like part of the program is so many people are so unaware of Mm -hmm. so many things. Our students are actually educating the local population on their own history past of the country. So it's just fascinating.
1: Well, and it's interesting because I'm from Ontario, and although I've never lived in Toronto, I didn't actually know that about Ryerson being one of the founders, of like one that was influencing residential schools. So I was not aware of that. I actually, to be perfectly transparent, I didn't really even understand um, the whole issue, issue, not issue, but the whole important work around reconciliation until I moved to British Columbia four years ago, because in British Columbia, because it's unceded territory, there's a much stronger first nations, um, presence here. And it was very interesting to me to really actually see first nations for the First, almost for the first time coming oh. from Ontario. Because in Ontario, it's very subtle. And I mean, I went to St. Marie among the Hurons, like, oh, like, I, you know, as like a child, like we went there and celebrate. I was like, makes me sick to my stomach now when I think about going. But again, we are learning and growing. And I love that. What I really love about you, Anish, is that you... Take um, difficult things and untraditional ways of learning language and culture, and you're bringing that into working with your students. You're really building, you know, like you said, you're taking it out of the classroom in the textbook and you're at the same time as you're learning language, you're learning about culture and past. And which I think, like you said, all of us who reside here in Canada can all be learning. And I love that your students are teaching other you know, Canadians about the past that has been hidden for far too long. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. Friends, do you ever wish that you had a way to be reminded to be grateful every day? I know that I need daily reminders to practice gratitude. And so what I've done to help myself and you remember to be grateful every day is I've started sharing daily gratitude reminders on my Instagram account. If you're not already following me on Instagram, you can find me at Julie C.M. Boyer, that's J-U-L-I-E C-M like Mary, B-O-Y-E-R. Or you can search Wake Up With Gratitude to find me on Instagram. I do have a second account where I share my photography, and you're welcome to follow me there as well. However, the daily gratitude prompts will be shared on my main account every day. I know that it helps me if I see a visual reminder to be grateful every day. So I'm using the photos that I've taken all over Vancouver Island and using them as a backdrop for my words of gratitude. I'd love to see you over on Instagram. Let's get back to the podcast episode.
0: I appreciate you acknowledging that. And for me, that's when you do go to a new culture and, and you can really understand the past and, and what the country is, is, has, has gone through and is going through, it really gives you a sense of the, the feeling of the city or the atmosphere and all the different perspective and lenses different people have and different opinions. So we also meet in front of Queen's Park, in front of the statue of Sir John A. Macdonald and feel, oh, he's Canada's first prime minister. You know, Canada, we celebrated, what Canada won 50 years ago. And, and then part of that is, well, our students ask a follow-up question. Well, What about in terms of, you know, um, Canadian Chinese or the history and mm-hmm. the, the railroad? And they're like, right. yeah, he built the railroad across Canada. And then someone else, well, did you know that he also, millions were killed trying to build that road? Chinese mm-hmm. Canadians were killed building that railroad. And students are like, what? And so they're learning all these different perspectives all the time right. from the different locations that we meet students. So it's, it is very powerful how much <laughs> they can learn. Um, well,
1: and it's interesting because they're learning a part of their own history too.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right. So they're learning a part of their their past, you know, people that immigrated to Canada, what it was like for them as well. So there's so many layers here. And, you know, you mentioned about the Canada 150 and I did a 150 reasons to be grateful to live in Canada. That was a big, it. it was a big blog post that I did you know, at that time, it took me like almost a month to put together. I had links and all these things. Like I was just such, I had this like huge pride in gratitude for Canada. And mm. I again, kind of look back with at that. And there's like a little bit of like, oh, like, I'm not sure that I feel a lot of these things the same way. But what I do think is important is that as we evolve, as we understand and work towards reconciliation and understand what this country was actually built on, I think the place for gratitude becomes more and more important. Uh, because without gratitude, without you know being able to reflect on where we live and how it was brought together and the, the influence of different immigrants and the way people were treated and racism and all these things that happened, mm-hmm. I think it really finding gratitude and finding places of gratitude in the stories and helping each other to have perspective, I think is is really important.
0: 100 percent we actually on remembrance day and again most of my students in the recent years have been from japan Mm -hmm. and remembrance day is not just celebrating you know those who who died in, in canada or america it's all soldiers and people who whose lives were lost or gave their lives for their country respective countries and so it was very powerful for me going out with a group of three japanese i have a instagram video of us going out and say asking our students, asking people, what does Remembrance Day mean to you? And getting all the different kinds of answers, but then also them sharing, well, as for me, I lost my grandfather in the war. And it's a time that we need to remember, you know, that we really have it good. We have a lot to be grateful for what we have now and how much gratitude we have Uh for, you know, people who had given their lives yeah. for us to be here, standing here, to be having this conversation. And so every conversation actually has gratitude built into the ecosystem of the, our language and, and they, they share that. Um, I'll have to share the Instagram video on that. It, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um,
1: we can link to that for sure in the show notes. I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you also shared with me um, a video of your students asking people on the street about what they were grateful for. So, I mean, that I, so again, talking to strangers is already very uncomfortable. <laughs> Right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We've been in a
1: pandemic for a couple of years now, you know, we're coming on two years and uh, you know, talking to strangers like has become very more challenging for sure than before, but uh, you encourage your students. This is part of how they learn. So tell me about how um, this exercise about asking people what they're grateful for.
0: Well, it, it got me thinking we have different tasks in the program. Like where would I find like navigating the city or ordering a coffee Or you know, even just doing surveys, we would go on like like King King Street and say, you know, on this Canada Walk of Fame, who would you say is the most famous Canadian pastor present? So you would get answered, oh, Pierre Trudeau, or or Wayne Gretzky, or you know, Donald Sutherland, or Jim Carrey, and um, Celine Dion. Well, and and part of the question is other than Celine Dion and (laughs) Justin Bieber, they actually. (laughs) part of the homework <laughs> other than other than right. okay be like oh right maybe drake or you know anyway uh-huh. um and so we do all these different kinds of exercises or tasks like an amazing race that get them out of their comfort zone but also part of that is well let's just have some deeper conversations more interesting conversations as mm-hmm. well that you could have at a dinner table or anything or but imagine just talking to strangers and say You know, I'm an international student studying English in Toronto. And part of my homework is to ask people, what are you grateful for? And when you build that, and we built that into our program. So every day before class, at the beginning of class, I should say, they have to come prepared with a new, I'm gratitude for my shoes. I'm gratitude for the air, fresh air I have here in Canada. I'm gratitude. I'm grateful for, you know. So when they do, they're comfortable sharing what they're grateful for. But then when they ask Canadians or, or people on the streets of Toronto, it's amazing some of the answers that they get back, you know, they, a lot of people say family and friends. And and again, it's part of their, their listening, their training of their right. ear, different responses and how there isn't just one kind of English as well. Yeah, And they can actually learn how, well, this Indian person said, you know, I, I'm grateful to have been able to immigrate here and that my kids could, get bo- could be born here. I'm grateful. One person said, I- I'm grateful um, to have universal health care. Yeah. And one of our students is like, yeah. What do you mean by universal health care? Well, we don't have to pay to go see the doctor. He's like, What? Oh, and that's something she hadn't even, it was in her first week here in Toronto. But so she's learning, You know, everyone has different things. You can be grateful for just being able to wake up in the morning. Yeah. So the basic things, but they're learning all different types of gratitude from all these different people. And then to just quickly dive into the pandemic, suddenly the borders are closed right. and I don't, I don't have any students anymore. So I reach out to 12 years worth of students and say, hey, do you have one hour a week just to catch up? to get to know each other again, how are you, have you maintained your English? And I didn't realize that a lot of students were suffering just like I was, you know, through the pandemic when it hit, I broke down. I didn't know where I was gonna get students from. The whole nature of my program is make the city your classroom, get out and talk to strangers. And now we can't do that anymore. What am I gonna do? And there was a nurse who reached out to me um, in Japan and said, I'm I, in quarantine right now. And this is at the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know if I'm going to die again. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Well, I, I might have COVID. I'm in quarantine from one of my patients. And I was like, well, what are you reaching out to me for? Well, you're my language coach. I don't know who else to reach out to. I said, um, well, number one, I'm not qualified or equipped to have, probably have this conversation, but how can what 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 do I do every day here? Um, okay, well, what are you grateful for? <laughs> and she's like, Well, I'm grateful for this. And it's like, okay, right. Have you done that in a while? She goes, No, I haven't. I said, What was the best part of your day? What was the most challenging part of your day? What can you do better for tomorrow? And she ended up leaving her quarantine stronger than she had gone into it, feeling excited about helping people and by helping her I was indirectly helping myself and heal myself and so I actually developed a whole mindfulness component to my program that I can do even online yeah with students and helping with that mental health resiliency part uh, so it's it's been quite a journey over the pandemic
1: Yeah. I was going to say, because you mentioned that you work with international students, like of course, as soon as borders are closed, like those international students are not coming and that, yeah, that has to change how you're doing business. But I love that you didn't give up. I love that you found ways. I mean, I, I don't know that I would have thought of that to like reach, just reach back and connect with all the previous students and just, you know, see how everyone was doing. I mean, that that's a big part of gratitude is, expressing gratitude for others right including other people in the conversation about gratitude mm. so i think there's there's obviously many parts to practicing gratitude there's your own personal practice which you do you know for yourself which doing your own gratitude for your practice for yourself helps you show up differently in the world uh, but there's also so much tremendous value in expressing your gratitude for others and to others and about others and like you said your you know your student just like connecting back with you about gratitude. That's, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: So, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I I joined this English literacy conference, global conference um, last year, and I was chosen as the keynote speaker in it. And within all the, all the educators there, I'd actually um, complimented and shared gratitude for anything that they might've said or shared. And then one of the guys mentioned, he goes, you're really good at this. I didn't realize it, but you made every single person here smile by complimenting and sharing gratitude for something that they're doing in this world to change the English language education system and 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 I didn't think about it because it's like for you and i it's just so natural. It comes okay. so naturally that it was like he's like he was just blown away by it, and I was like, oh thanks victor that that really means a lot and that acknowledgement to me. Right. Meant the world. And again, we give gratitude. We show it not to receive. We just.
1: Yeah. Because it's <laughs> just a part of right. what we do, but exactly. what an interesting, again, what an interesting way to bring gratitude into what you're doing, right? You're part of a conference. You're invited as a speaker and you bring gratitude for others into your, your keynote, the way that you're speaking and you're connecting. And that's a, so powerful because it is, I know, we've, we've had a few conversations and um, since we've reconnected and I just see that you just live in gratitude as much as possible. And you said, like you said, you've had some difficult times. You've had some dark moments. You went through a really tough time, but kept coming back, kept coming back to gratitude. So I would love to hear Anish, tell me about kind of what you're excited about, what's, what's happening now. You know, we're in an interesting time. In the pandemic, which is not really over, but some people are saying it's over and things are changing and they're opening and they're not. So where, where are you going forward in this next, maybe just even the next six months or so?
0: I'm, thank you so much for asking that. And knowing the kind of impact that I've been able to have with thousands of, of students over the years with language coaches that I've hired here in Toronto, why should this only be limited to me doing this in Toronto? Why can't Julie run an on-the-spot language on Vancouver Island and share the land and connect with locals and get students really immersed within nature and the land and the culture of Vancouver Island or Vancouver or Winnipeg or Halifax or Boston, New York, Chicago, London, England, Australia, you know. So me now scaling this and spreading that gratitude, is it's that ripple effect. We can have that much more impact, spread that much more gratitude with more mindset language coaches and help them make their city, their classroom. But having that mindset and that foundation of gratitude built in from the get-go, and we can just reach more people that way and spread gratitude. So I've developed a framework and a a roadmap to show other language coaches or people who want to become language coaches, frustrated, low-paid teachers who don't believe in the traditional school system are like, I love what you're doing, Anish. I'm all about real world learning. We learn by doing the whole unschooling that you mentioned, you know, this is the new paradigm of education. And I want to be a thought leader in that, in the language learning space. Um, And if more people want to follow and get to know me, then they'll be able to do this and have that kind of impact in their city. Oh,
1: that sounds amazing. I love, I love, love, love this foundation of gratitude for what you do. You know, I say like any business built out a foundation of gratitude has a much higher chance of success because I feel like the strongest thing that we need in any business is a solid foundation. And what more solid foundation is there than gratitude, right? So you God. got it. Okay. So as we wrap things up, uh, my friend, I would love to just hear about one or two things that you have for your own personal gratitude practice. So we've talked a lot about the ways that you do that with your students and through business. What are your personal gratitude practices that you do maybe on a regular basis?
0: Wow, great question. I mean, I almost feel like it's built into every single moment of my day. Um, Even just from being grateful to be on this podcast to grateful to have, you know, this mug that was sent from japan that has my name like it's just that constant mindset of it so it's tough to even think of a moment because it's just built into my whole ecosystem but um that being said you know even as opposed to just saying bon appetit Mm -hmm. before all of my meals, i'll even say the japanese word which actually means thank you, Mother Earth, thank you, the soil, thank you, the ground, thank you for the person who made this, not just, oh, enjoy your meal, you know, it it is actually deep-rooted meaning behind itatakimasu, you know, and so embedding even other languages and ways of appreciating the things around us, you know, it's almost like a little bit of the ikigai, you know, kind of mentality and that purpose-driven lifestyle, and so, yeah, it could be before every meal. Um, I love that. When I'm in the shower, I, I run through future gratitude mm. of how my day is going to run and how it's going to go. I'm so grateful for that I've had this amazing conversation with Julie today. I said that in the shower, you know. Uh, so doing the future gratitude is built in, but little moments like in the shower or you know before a meal, um, almost every interaction that I, I have. It's, so it's it's difficult. It,
1: oh, and I love it. I love it so much. I love 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 this idea of using a different language in a way. Um, I wish, I hope there's a way we can maybe share it. You know, I don't know if we can, I don't know if the Japanese characters would show up in my podcast notes, but I would love to be able to share the, you know, the proper Japanese character and maybe the um, phonetic pronunciation and what, of what you shared there. Because I really, for me, that's one of those times of the day that I do think it's really important to pause and to, to have gratitude and to focus on gratitude. And the idea of bringing it in, in a different language, um, it does, it, it stops you. you're you're focused in a different way so again something i hadn't thought of i love this podcast so much for this because i'm i'm always learning new different ways to really practice gratitude and i see that in you my friend i see that you just show up in gratitude difficulty not difficulty you're showing up in gratitude you're finding the moments you're being aware of you know i mean like you it's like when i drink my water like i'm remembering Mm -hmm. that like i have access to clean drinking water i don't take that for granted so uh, okay where is the best place for people to find you
0: um there are two ways uh of course on all social media platforms you could just go to anishdaya.com a n e s h d a y a.com or just on the spot language.com um easy i'm in to the mid- yeah, yeah it's it's pretty easy to find yeah. you could just type in anishdaya on google and you'll see a whole bunch of things come up um but right now like i said it i'm really the, the next part of the evolution of the business is actually helping newcomers as well mm-hmm in working in language settlement for for refugees who are planning to come here or who are the victims of torture who are going to come here, instead of learning language in a traditional classroom-based setting, like learning this is a pen, what if they were learning this this new way of schooling and learning and immersing and settling into a new country through gratitude and also being grateful for their country where they've come from and their culture and acknowledging that and sharing that gratitude with more people when they settle and come into a new country so that's a whole nother conversation so (laughs) timely though and so
1: important so you're doing amazing work my friend I just must say thank you so much for being here being with us being present sharing your stories sharing your guidance and just sharing your beautiful way of living gratitude thank you so much Anish
0: thank you much love to light to light much love and light to everyone out there thank you Julie for having me it was truly my pleasure
1: Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and wanna help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.